You are listening to ACPN. Welcome to Remind Cinema. The year is 3054, and we're going back to 2004. Mm, does not compute. <laughs> A thousand years in the past. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Matt Morris. I'm joined by Gabe Whitehurst. Hey. Season three. Season three. We, we go back in time. That's what we do. So we're going back to 2004 this time. Yeah. So we're... S- Kind of going forward in time, because we were in 98. We were in 98. We were in 80. We were in 98. Now we're in 2004. Finally, I have a f- mostly formed brain <laughs> at this time in history. <laughs> yes, you've seen a few of these movies. Yeah, I've seen a few of these movies. I kind of knew it was happening in the world at the time, so this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, a junior in high school. Whoa. And then a senior in 2004. Oh, so you did both. Gotcha. Right, because senior year was, I graduated in 05, ah, 2004, nice, 2005. Nice. So, yeah. All right, all right. So, um, what movies do we have on the docket this year, Gabriel? Sure. So, if you haven't been listening, if you didn't catch our last episode, we are going to kick off this season with the butterfly effect Woo! Uh, today, is mm. what we're talking about. Good, sure. Uh, then we're going to be reviewing Miracle uh-huh. about the U.S. hockey team beating Russia. Then Secret Window mm-hmm. special episode. By the way, our wives mm, are going the, to be joining us <laughs> uh, to discuss that incredible movie. Uh, and then Walking Tall with The Rock, which I have not seen. Coffee and cigarettes with Bill Murray. Spider Man Two. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Mm-hmm. Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, Primer, Christmas with the Cranks with our old friend Pat, and Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Got a good mix this yeah. season. Yeah. Good stuff, bad stuff in yeah. between. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and all sort of like, there's not a lot of heavy, like, yeah. arty, you know. Except for Anacondas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's probably the most art house one here. Yeah. Um, but I just mean there's no, you know, P.T. Anderson type, no. like, the master's not here. Stuff like that. Well, speaking of Art House, and speaking of 2004, one of my favorite movies came out in 2004. Would you tell me what it is? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ah, uh, yes. I love that movie. Cheers to that movie. Cheers yeah. to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, his best role besides Cable Guy. Besides the number 23. <laughs> <laughs> the number 23. No, I, I think Eternal Sunshine is Jim Carrey's best role. Shortly after Truman Show, then you have your Ace Ventura stuff, probably, and then you got your Cable Guy. Your Dumb and Dumber. Your Dumb and uh, Dumb and Dumber is probably on the level of Ace Ventura. If we're if we're talking like memorable Jim Carrey performances. Yeah, yeah. And The Mask, which is a bad movie, <laughs> mask, but yeah. I loved The yeah, Mask. It was good in the day. It was good back in the day. Yeah, he was like a formative actor for me because when I was mm-hmm. a kid, before I discovered acting in theater, I would just do impersonations of him. Mm. So it would be like impersonations of his characters. Ace Ventura was big in my my heart, and The Mask was huge. And 
And then like Robin Williams and stuff too, but yeah. he's he's a legend. Well, don't emulate his life and force drugs on your yeah. girlfriend or whatever, whatever he did. <laughs> oh, did he do that? <laughs> I don't know. I just always heard that he was in some way responsible for his girlfriend's death. But, you know, we, we oh. won't get into that. Oh, yikes. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Of course. Of course. In 2004, what, what was going on for you, Gabe? I, uh, I wrote a few <laughs> notes here. Uh, I don't know if it was going on for me. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Oh, this, this is interesting. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. had, I, I think that came out in 2004 as well. Yeah. It had a budget of $400,000 and John Hedder, Heater? I think it was Hedder. He was paid only $1,000 for his role. Ooh. I don't know why. He's friends with the directors, that, uh, hey, those, those brothers. An unknown guy. Yeah. I mean, you got a $400,000 budget. You're not giving many to actors, that's for sure. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, Oprah had her You Get a Car episode, <laughs> You Get a Car and You Get a Car, and the audience had to pay $7,000 in taxes. <laughs> so you get a car, and you got to pay taxes on it. Oh, my goodness. Or forfeit the gift. So that, I mean, that's a good deal, though, if you got the it, 7K. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, not everyone in that audience. But has was it a, like a Ford Fiesta? What was it? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. actually, I'll, I'll look that up. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> So it's like one of those gifts with stipulations attached to it. Yeah. Um, as, and, as do most gifts in the world. There's always somebody wants something from you and they're giving you a gift. I you mean, I've, I've experienced nothing different from you. So yes, <laughs> yes. No, you just do things for me. Yeah, well. Without me asking. That's true. The like last sh- Show up at my door at night. <laughs> <laughs> the last point I have uh, is about another movie, White Chicks. Mm. That movie was nominated for five Razzies, including the worst picture, worst actress, worst director, worst screenplay, wow. and worst screen couple. Uh, Richard Roper <laughs> called it the number one worst film of 2004. I don't. That's one of those movies I don't think I've seen all the way through. It's I, a Wayne's Brother movie. Right? Yeah, Wayne's movie, right? I've yeah. never seen it. I've seen scenes, but I've never seen the complete product, which is probably for the best. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's just awful yeah although the film we're discussing today is pretty bad too (laughs) yeah uh yeah 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 it's pretty bad what about you what was up with you in 2004 honestly nothing i was besides uh, like uh, hanging outside (laughs) of your middle school after school i was a freshman in high school in 2004 oh really i think so all right um i'm pretty sure because i started driving when i was 16 and then I, i was a junior I think I was a junior in high school, so I'm pretty sure I was in high school at this point, if not going into high school in 2004, uh, and I was a pretty boring kid, just kind of liked sports and, you know, didn't really do much, so uh, my life didn't get interesting um, ever. <laughs> it's, it's still, still not interesting. Still not interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I was still boring. Uh, so. I obviously carry this show every yeah, episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so not a whole lot going on for me. Uh, if you heard that door slam, I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. They know we're here in an apartment in Queens. That's true. Our, our uh, handy dandy studio apartment in Queens where yeah. we record. Yeah. All right. So not a whole lot about 2004. Just kind of a nondescript year for me. I'm sure it was probably the same for you. Just kind of trying to survive high school and get through life. Um, some things that have changed. Some things that we're doing this season. We joined the network. The ACPN hey, Network. we uh, joined a network. Yeah, so our episode will be opening with, obviously, the stinger they made and everything. Nothing really changes for you guys. Keep listening. I mean, just, you know, enjoy our presence. <laughs> we just wanted to join it, join it so we could, uh, you know, bond with some fellow podcasters, make some more connections, grow this network, hopefully. Uh, maybe some point down the line, there will be affiliations with it and stuff. But at this point, it's just kind of something for us to do and 
um, we feel like it's appropriate at this time. Yeah, we're really excited to be part of it. Hopefully yeah. it'll be more exposure for us and them, mm-hmm. and it'll just be a win-win. Win-win. And there's some other great podcasts. Childhood Remastered is on there. That's great. Drunk on Disney is on there. Uh, you can find it if you go to iTunes in the related section. They're all linked. There's like a show or a you know a network page where they're all listed. Um, so go give them a listen. I think we were made to be with this crew because kind of the general theme of their shows is like going back in time and yeah. revisiting some stuff from when we were younger. Yeah, I think a lot of them are very nostalgia-oriented, whereas we, not necessarily nostalgia-oriented, but we like to trash old movies, so that's always fun. Yeah. Or talk sure. about the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. We're also doing uh, announcing now a $25 Visa giveaway. Wow. So if you haven't been listening, listen, big money. listen now. It is big money for what you have to do. You don't have to do very much. I think we'll run this well for what, like four weeks? Yeah. We'll, we'll, so we'll come back sure. on the fourth episode and announce whoever the winner is. <laughs> if no one responds by week four, we're going <laughs> to make, make up a uh, submission. I'll pocket the $25. <laughs> yeah, It'll go to me. Uh, basically, to enter this giveaway, all you have to do is on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, write a quick review about us. You can screenshot that and send it to rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Um, and then also we'll give like a bonus name in there. So we're going to randomly draw a winner. If you show us that you're subscribed on whatever app you use, you can normally do that. There's like a page that shows, you know, what podcast you listen to. Uh, just send us a screenshot of that to rewind cinema podcast at gmail.com. We'll do a random drawing. We're just trying to drum up some reviews, get some uh, ratings on the page there so we can, you know, move up a little bit in the rankings on iTunes. Nice. Nice. Yep. Not a big announcement, just something we're doing. So in a month from now, we'll announce the winner. I mean, I think it's big. I think it's cool. Yeah. And as the dumbbells say, picks or it didn't happen. Send us those yeah, picks. Exactly. And you could win. Quick screenshot. I, you know, make an Apple Podcast account if you don't have one. It literally takes five minutes. You just have to make a username, put in your email, and then they don't send you any spam. It's like, it's great. You just make that account. Awesome. Do the review. Awesome. We're going to have a new game show that we're going to play later called the Metascore Game. Oh, wait. Let's try this. This probably won't work. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh. What, what is that? Yeah, not what I was looking for. Are we charging into it's battle? Like a horse race. Yeah. <laughs> what were you looking for? I was hoping it would be like a exuberant, like, fanfare. Like, like, like level up or something? Trumpet fair, like, yes. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was a horse race. It was like, get your gun and meet me in the field so we Our, can take on the... It was. <laughs> that was uh, we, <laughs> the cavalry charge. Yeah. Um, well, my bad. It's okay. We don't, all we all make mistakes. Don't edit that out though, because oh no, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> I Anytime you mess up, I'm gonna leave it in there. Obviously, oh. see, people think I don't mess up because I just take everything out when I do mess up. That that's true. <laughs> just kidding. I actually mess up my words all of the time. He does. He does. Uh, so we'll talk more about the Metascore game at the end when we play it. I think it's gonna be fun. It's definitely more fair than guess that quote. I think because uh, I told you from the beginning I was gonna lose. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I was thinking about this in prep for the game. It's it's gonna be hard, harder than I thought because yeah. me- Metascore is iffy, and the it's not iffy, but the movies are ranked lower than you think. Yeah, and so when they're ranked high. Well, I don't. I don't want to give away the game, but yeah. uh, when they're ranked high, it's like. Yeah. If it's fake, it could be fake. I don't know. It's just hard. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I think it'll be fun. We'll have to talk through our reasoning and all that stuff. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show when we play it after we get through our uh, review or yeah, our talk about the movie we're talking about today. One more small thing. Uh, there's an app called Anchor, which is a very cool app I've been using lately uh, just to kind of do like quick thoughts on movies I've seen or random things that I just think 
Um, it's basically like a platform, like a radio platform, where we have an account and we make a recording on our phone that'll be live for 24 hours. Uh, there is a cool call-in feature on there. It's a very easy way to get your voice on our show. So download the Anchor app, make a quick profile. They also don't send you any spam, or you can unsubscribe from the emails if you want to. Look for our account, Rewind Cinema, and just click call in on the bottom left, and you can leave us quick thoughts on maybe a movie we talked about, or yeah. uh, you know, if you want to give us your Elijah Wood impression, we're still looking for those. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a Kurt Russell impression, and this movie is very Minnesotan. Another hard one. And Miracle. Another so, hard one. Yeah. So um, yeah, call in. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air, and you can uh, be be famous to the you know, three hundred, four hundred people that listen to us yeah. every week. You'll be huge. Yeah, it'll be the start of your career. Exactly. We can't guarantee that. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, our career is already started. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it, Gabe. As far as announcements go, did you have anything else to say, or are we going to talk about the movie today? I want to jump into this steaming <laughs> pile of crap. This Ashton Kutcher-led <laughs> uh, wonderful movie that I Ugh. loved as a teen, but I don't really like it now. Are you embarrassed at how much you loved it? Sorry to cut I you mean, off. I mean, I didn't love it. I was just like, yeah, this is a really cool movie. But now, looking back, I don't know. Today, January 2004, we're talking about Butterfly Effect. Still living with your dad? No. I emancipated myself at 15. It's taking a lot of courage. Not if you remember my dad. Well, couldn't you just move in with your mom? No, she had a new family. Wasn't enough room. Whatever. Well, look, the reason I came back to town was to talk to you. To me? Why? <clears throat> well... <laughs> Remember when we were kids and I used to have those blackouts? Yeah, of course. Well, some of those memories have been coming back to me. And I, I just I wanted to talk to you about one of them in particular. Well, I'll try to remember. When we were kids, uh, your dad was making a movie about Robin Hood or something. What do you want to know, Evan? Is, did he... What happened in the basement? Look, it was a long time ago. I don't know. Is that why you came all the way back here? To ask a lot of stupid questions about Robin Hood? No. I, I just think that something really bad might have happened. Is there a point to any of this? Look, whatever happened, it wasn't our fault. We were kids. I mean, there was nothing that we could do to deserve it. Done Just it. shut up, Evan! You're wasting your breath. You can't hate yourself because your dad's a twisted freak. Who are you trying to convince, Evan? You come all the way back here to stir up my shit just because you have a bad memory? What do you want me to just cry on your shoulder and tell you everything's all better now? Well, fuck you, Evan. Nothing's all better, okay? Nothing ever gets better. Yeah, so as we said, uh, Butterfly Effect stars Ashton Kutcher. 
Melora Walters and Amy Smart. Those were kind of the biggest actors I could pick out of this group of people. Yeah. Obviously, Ashton Kutcher, far and away, is the biggest name in this movie. But Amy Smart was big at the time. She was big at the time, man. Yeah, she hasn't really been around lately. No, but she was in uh, Just Friends, which is mm-hmm. a hilarious movie. I do I really Just like Friends. that movie. Maybe I would hate it if I watched it again. Who knows? I like it. If it's on, I watch it. I just think it's funny. Yeah. It has its weaknesses, but it's really funny. Um, She was in, I think, Road Trip. She was in Maybe. Uh, a lot of those like just 90s. This, yeah. this, she was definitely like put in this type of a movie. Yeah, 90s and the, then like the mid, movie. early 2000s teen yeah. movies. Oh, she was in Crank. Weird, I didn't know that. The Jason, oh, the Jason Statham, Statham movie? Nice. She was in Road Trip. And it looks like she's still working. She has a few things coming out. So Yeah. Go Amy Smart. Still yeah. working today. Cool. Melora Walters, um, also another actress that works quite a bit, but not really somebody you would recognize. I think most recently she was in The Lovers, which was kind of an indie film that wasn't showing in many places. Right. So you probably don't recognize her, but she's around quite a bit. Right. Uh, Eric Bress and Jay Mackie Gruber. <laughs> directed this film so Gruba. co-directors that got equal credit which is interesting doesn't happen a lot okay um unless you're like brothers like the safety brothers like we'll talk about oh, in our yes. good time review yes um so that was interesting and they they wrote it too oh did they yeah okay go um, go them i think it was probably like the one time they got a bunch of money to make a movie <laughs> and then it was terrible and yeah. never happened again well yeah i mean i read a quick trivia tidbit that isn't my normal tidbit that this was like the most read unproduced screenplay in Hollywood for a long time like it was just passing around through a bunch of people because huh. I think it's a really cool idea yeah. um, but you know I think a lot of people saw that there <laughs> there wasn't a lot of promise <laughs> and then Ashton Kutcher was like yeah oh I'll do it like and straight he, out of that 70s show he was a producer right I believe so like yeah. he, it, it wasn't going to get made until he backed it so mm-hmm. and he's a businessman dude He's got his hands in everything. He is, yeah. He does now. Entrepreneur I, now. I guess he started with this. Maybe this was one of his first little like oh. jumps into uh, being on the other side of the camera. Yeah. I mean, even though he was in front of the camera too. I don't think he does it as much anymore as far as movies go, but I know that right. he's like involved with a lot of companies and does a lot of philanthropy. So He, he seems like a super cool guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the other actor, sorry, El- Eldon Hansen is in this movie. You'd know him if you saw him. He's a great actor and he's... Uh, most I don't know. Recently, he was in Daredevil. Yeah, I know you didn't watch that movie. He's got that, that musical about him too, right? Dear Eldon Hansen. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh, sold okay. out on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, another actor that you've seen in the '90s everywhere. Oh crap! What's his name? I just clicked on the wrong person. <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> about IMDb. Tommy? Uh, William Lee Scott. Yeah, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. yeah, he's in a ton of stuff like this. Not the, to be confused with Sean, Sean William, William Scott. Scott. Also who, uh, in the 90s. Also in the 90s. Yes. American Pie famous. Yeah. Uh, the tagline is, change one thing, change everything. Everything. Which is the general idea behind chaos theory, which is kind of the backbone of the story. A budget of $13 million and a worldwide gross of $96 million. Yikes. What does that say about us? I don't know. It humans. made about 60 in America, so that's still really good. But $30 million overseas is pretty good for this type of movie yeah because normally overseas the only types of movies that do well now are like transformers and mm. you know superhero superhero movies, movies. still yeah pirates of the caribbean is like huge in china and where in uh in china <laughs> china <laughs> i think that's what you said <laughs> well i in meant china. to say china in uh, china in china uh some trivia in early versions of the script the character of evan was originally 
Chris Treborn. When the T is moved over, it becomes Christ oh, Reborn. What does that even mean? This changed to Evan Treborn, which is a play on Event Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> I think whoever got access to <laughs> IMDb anybody can trivia page okay so yeah. some guy who has probably watched this movie a billion times mm-hmm. and who's a super nerd is like whoa Christ reborn yeah oh my gosh and now he's convinced himself that that has something to do with this movie which yeah. it does he like woke up in a cold sweat oh it's it, that's the dumbest piece of trivia <laughs> I read that too and I just laughed Whatever. I love it man I love it. Uh, some scores, 30 on Metascore, 7.7 on IMDb, 2-point farts. 2-point oh. <laughs> farts? Ugh! I gotta speak slower. Yeah, dude, just chill out. I gotta channel the California here. 2.5 stars from Ebert, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And just lots of laughs. <laughs> yeah we forgot to mention ethan supley supley oh yeah yeah he's much bigger in this movie than he's normal. great well yeah. but he was big in a lot of movies yeah uh if you don't know who we're talking about think remember the titans mm-hmm. he was the big guy he's very he's great character in that movie really mm-hmm. stands out but that's who he is and he was in like boy meets world a lot yeah playing a, kind of this like a bully and other movies but yeah he's in a ton of stuff but too. he's slimmed down a lot he's pretty yes. big in this movie yeah he's gotten way smaller he, he looks great but i just mm-hmm. you'll know him as soon as you see him in this movie definitely okay so we open with ashton kutcher writing a note in an office interesting so you know <laughs> it's gonna out. be a flashback at some point like, writing a note in an office but he's in a hospital gown yeah and he's panicked and he's got like a bra- hospital bracelet on he's running from someone mm-hmm. yeah just don't say writing a note in an office that makes me think he's like at work <laughs> <laughs> at his desk it's like uh he goes all uh lincoln style and, yeah yeah uh, he, oval he, office <laughs> yeah he's the president of the united states <laughs> and he's writing a note look man this is our dynamic i say something you give context it all works out all right it's, all right it's symbiotic you're right you're right so uh, in the next scene, he's like a kid, and he's drawing these violent pictures about killing Nazis, <laughs> which you could overlook very easily. There's a swastika on a dude's arm, and he's like stabbing somebody in the neck. So it's like he gets thrown out of school because he has like mental issues, and we learn that his dad also had mental issues. He's an exquisite sketch artist, by the way. Definitely. <laughs> good, very good for an eight-year-old. Or Allison he was, was like, time. he's incredible. <laughs> we watched it. It's funny, though, because you see this, and you're like, why would a kid that's eight years old kill a Nazi? He very clearly has a swastika on his arm and one of the dead I bodies. I don't know, yeah. But we flash back later, and it makes sense. By the time, we're like, why is he freaking killing Nazis? Why does right. he care so much? Um, so he has to write a journal now to keep his thoughts. Um, and then there's like this really awkward scene where he's holding a knife in the kitchen, and his mom walks in on him. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, staring into the abyss. But he doesn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. These things keep happening, and he doesn't. He doesn't know how he found himself there. Yeah, and he has some sort of an ability that's unexplained. We know his dad had the. We think had the same ability, mm-hmm. or or defect. I don't know if it's an ability. Yeah, but. He, he blacks out and he wakes up and he's like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. So he's standing in the yeah. kitchen, kitchen holding a knife and <laughs> staring at his mom <laughs> with like demon eyes. And, yeah. yeah. And he drops it and starts crying. Like, what is this knife in my hand for? Yeah. Um, so Evan gets left with a pedophile while his mom goes to work because she can't take care of him while she's at work and he can't be in school anymore. So there are some neighbor kids 
And the dad is very creepy. Of course, he has freaking red hair. That's dude. exactly what I said Every in my notes. Every time somebody's a pedophile or a villain, <laughs> they have red hair, and I'm tired of it. Par for the course, Matt. Par for the course. I wrote I creepy guy with red hair. <laughs> I that's don't just, get it, that's man. my note. Why? I don't know, but that guy is creepy. But I'm not creepy. Uh, I feel misrepresented. Okay, beg right, to differ a little bit. I feel misrepresented by the eyes of, <laughs> of the the public. Hey. Shoot us a, a tweet. Tell us if you think Matt's creepy. <laughs> Nobody even knows what I look like. They just see my picture on the Rewind Cinema oh, page. But I, I felt that too. As soon as this guy is introduced, I was like, oh, he's creepy. Yeah. And the mom, it, he's like their neighbor mm-hmm. or a friend. He like calls him sport, pats him on the back. Like yeah. Things well, that should be innocuous but kind of aren't because he's weird. Yeah. He's friends with this guy's kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, they grow up together as we come to realize later. But he's holding a... It's like what it's like 11 a.m and he's got a glass of scotch or something, yeah, something. it looks like water though i don't know yeah, they have anything in there he's definitely drinking but yeah. day he, drinking he's a creeper the greatest american pastime and then you're right he's he's a child pornographer mm-hmm. <laughs> he got a new camera wants to test it out so he yeah. tells uh he tells evan to like kiss the girl that's there and do some lewd stuff you have to kiss now like big people so take your clothes off and you're super uncomfortable like yeah. oh god yeah been there done that you, you uh, have <laughs> oh my god i was hoping you wouldn't catch it because then it would have been funnier police get i'm, I'm calling 911 right now no 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 i wasn't the one doing it <laughs> oh you were the, <laughs> i was the strange kid off to the side twisting, twisting the, the, doll's the doll's head, head. <laughs> yeah so um which i laughed out loud when that happened too yeah that kid had to he had to like be also just demonized like he's like sitting there staring on the stairs watching and he's like twisting a doll's head around and he's just it's a very well-made doll though because the head doesn't come off he just twists it and twists it so quality stuff yeah i guess so (laughs) so evan then goes to meet his dad in the mental hospital i don't think he's ever met him before maybe since he was very young um and then his dad just jumps over the table and starts choking him and then he gets beat up and he's dead yeah well he's talking to his dad and then he wakes up Mm-hmm. being choked by his dad so he, he, yeah. bla- he blacks out again yeah there is like that like shift yeah. you're right yeah and every time it happens it like gets really loud and like a flash happens and then it cuts and his dad is choking him yeah, yeah. and can i just say i don't know if it was my tv i don't know but the sound was overwhelmingly loud in those parts where he would like flash forward or remember something mm-hmm. me too and it was like it was so loud and the dialogue was so quiet i had to turn it down every single time every uh i do that a lot with with stuff i don't know mm-hmm. what the deal is but same with this movie i would have to turn it up really loud mm-hmm. during the scenes to listen and then this stuff would happen and i would scramble you know that awkward like oh crap where's my remote and mm-hmm. it was you know late at night and it's so loud and your tv's about to explode and you have to turn it down so yeah that's why you gotta get to... a you gotta get a sony sound bar i still think it would happen today uh we've been sponsored by <laughs> sony uh go buy a sony sound bar for 500 dollars, please can they sue you for saying you're sponsored <laughs> by them uh no, not, right not if i do this we're not sponsored by oh, sony that okay. was a joke i don't know why they would it's free advertising for them that's but, true I don't have a Sony soundbar. I have a crappy Philips TV from seven years ago. So, <laughs> I uh, I love my TV. Yeah, but it's it's like three years old now. Anyway, off the point. But I agree. Maybe it's just the cut of the movie we watched. Maybe the I whatever. But I, yeah. same issue. Yeah. Six years later, after he's choked out, after he has to have this weird interaction with the girl, um, the gang is all together. So it's Evan and uh, Kaylee. Tommy and Lenny. Those are the four main kids in this story. 
They're all roughly the same age. At this point, they're like 13 or 14. And Lenny is brothers with Kaylee. Kaylee's brother. Tommy is brothers with Kaylee. Lenny is the short, stubby kid. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all sitting outside of this house. They see this house with this legit mailbox that's shaped like a house. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool mailbox. Cool mailbox. Yeah. I've never seen one in real life. We don't have a need for a mailbox here in New York because we live in apartment buildings, but that'd be pretty sweet to have. The top opens up, like you pull the roof off and you put the mail in there. Yeah. There's no way that mailbox would make it if this was real life. Someone would hit it with a car or like a baseball bat. Just destroy it. Depending on where you're at. This is a very upper class uh, white neighborhood. It's true. It's true. So they put a what they call a um, blockbuster. Is that what they call it? Or uh, is that what they call uh, it? I think, I think you're right. Blockbuster, blockbuster or something like that. It's like a big, like basically an M80, right? Uh, no, it's no. like, it's Hollywood. Dynamite. Fake dynamite. It's like Hollywood firework. It's way bigger than anything you would ever be able to buy. <laughs> but the pedophile dad has it. <laughs> he so did it makes have sense. it. So maybe it was like a, a military. Yeah. I'm thinking of like the M80s I bought as a kid, which were, you know, like an inch long. Yeah. And they're really loud. This was like, six inches long yeah you know an inch in diameter this was like saving private ryan style dynamite (laughs) it was big yeah yeah so they put it in this mailbox and they shuffle back to the woods where they were watching from afar and then we cut to a scene of lenny getting dragged through the woods yeah which is the chubby little friend yeah yeah he's getting dragged by like his arms he's obviously passed out or something traumatized we don't know what happened don't know what happened something crazy happened with that firework we can only guess at this point yeah a therapist asks Evan to recall the mailbox incident, but he can't do it, and he gets a nosebleed. Like he's trying to think about what happens. We get more of that very loud, like remembering stuff that happens, where it's very flashy, and he sees, he sees like stills, like production stills of them like looking at the mailbox right. and putting them in the stuff in there. So it's like, what's happening? What's yeah, going right. on? Yeah, right. We man? don't know. Yeah. Evan makes a move on Tommy's sister during a screening of Seven. Yes. Yeah. Seven so is in this movie. This this would have been like what ninety eight, ninety seven um, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Break, play, I think seven actually a, came out in ninety eight. Yeah. Putting a time on on the movie here. Very nice. Very nice. So they like leave the movie theater and Kaylee, who is Tommy's sister, they're him and Evan are alone. You can tell they have some sort of relationship going on. Yeah. Evan's crushing on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had that traumatic experience as kids when they had to make the. Mm-hmm the movie together yeah so, I don't they know. both try to block that out for the most part uh, i will say before you continue i forgot to mention this before <laughs> they before they blow up the mailbox or they before they put the explosive in the mailbox and and he blacks out they're all sitting around in tommy and kaylee's basement and they're all smoking cigarettes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just wrote i love watching 13 year old smoke it's hilarious yeah uh it's just so funny they just like take it in and blow it right out or what yeah do? i don't know it's just weird like yeah. why are you all smoking in a bit it's like and they were all trying to be so cool they're bad kids they're man. just like rough kids they messed up and they're just like throwing around the f word like every two seconds yeah. and it just it made me laugh but hey i did all those things and i had a great upbringing yeah well <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i never smoked yeah you did all that stuff and your parents knew about it they yeah. were the ones giving you the they cigarettes. were encouraging it yeah, yeah. my mom never encouraged well, me to smoke cigarettes here's an m80 and a pack of marlboro reds <laughs> why does my dad sound like a prospector <laughs> here's an m80 <laughs> he's he was always panning for gold it was very weird so um at this point tommy like he was still in the theater being a jerk throwing popcorn at people 
He's the worst of the bunch, obviously. He's like possessed by Satan. <laughs> That's the only explanation. So Evan and Kaylee went outside, and then Tommy follows after, and he is so mad he that is, Evan likes his sister. Dude, something's, I'm telling you, he's possessed by Satan. <laughs> something is wrong with this kid. I was just thinking that he's like sexually attracted to his sister or something. Some weird wires got I, crossed in their childhood. Know. I don't know, but he's super mean the whole movie. Yeah, like when they when they do the mailbox thing, he's like, "Shut the f up!" I'll do you. I'll. He says something horrible to the uh, to Lenny. Mm-hmm. I knew a kid like that in middle school, though. They existed. Yeah, yeah. His um, name was Kenny. <laughs> really? I don't remember his last name, but he was messed up. Kenny, man. Lenny, Tommy. Yeah, they're always like weird, you know, three syllable names. But the point is, he's like the bully of the group. But they all hang out with him, and he's like really controlling mm-hmm. and really, really abrasive. Yeah, and and like something is wrong with him. But he like also encouraged them to do stuff. Like he's kind of a leader of this group. Yeah, he wanted to violently blow up this mailbox. Yeah, and yeah, but but so he's like evil. Yeah, but of. it's so weird because Ashton Kutcher's younger self is like a foot taller than he's this kid. way bigger than this kid yeah i also had a note that there's no way that kid is like no. a 13 year old Ash- ashton kutcher because yeah, ashton yeah. kutcher's tall and skinny and i was like there's no way he was that big as a 13 year old yeah um, i don't know how tall he was maybe he was just tall in comparison to the other kids but the kid's like filled out he's, oh, not, is he? he's, he's not fat he's just he's like a big kid yeah and i don't well think... i was really big until i quit football and then yeah. i slimmed down quite a bit all right so maybe he was maybe he was you have all that weird teenager weight you know that's true that kind of goes away or maybe it doesn't for some people it just kind of depends on who yeah. you are maybe I, maybe i can find a young ashton kutcher picture <laughs> <laughs> yeah just google young ashton kutcher and see what comes up so tommy comes outside and confronts them and so he's mad like we said and then this older kid, like, you know, 15, 16, trips Tommy on his way to confront Evan and Kaylee. And he gets up and he, like, looks at Evan and Kaylee for a second oh, yeah. menacingly. And then he turns around and picks up one of those, like, dividers that you hang, like, the velvet rope thing to keep people from... Like the metal pole. The metal pole. Yeah. Picks it up, jams it in the kid's chin, and starts beating the crap out of it's him. crazy. Unhinged, man. That's when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something's <laughs> really wrong with this kid. Yeah. He, like... Hits the guy in the face, and it's like yeah. an adult. Yeah, like, uh, he's like fifteen or sixteen. He's a teenager. Okay, he was bigger, older, bigger teenager then. Yeah, yeah. You don't really actually see his face. No, you, you kind of don't. I mean, he just gets hit in the face with yeah. a pole, and then he okay. falls down. Did you find a picture of Ashton Kutcher? Uh, I'm just like scrolling through them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's like not. Is he? Is that him? It looks like him. Yeah, yeah. he's a pretty skinny kid. Skinny guy. Whatever. But I it mean, doesn't matter. it's a movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, after this, we kind of skip time again. I'm sorry if we're like glossing over stuff, but like there's so much skipping Dude, around in time yeah, in this gloss movie. Gloss over it, man. This so, movie. Ugh. There's a lot of there's a lot of time changing. But Lenny comes home from the mental hospital, um, and the, apparently the mailbox incident just really messed him up. Whatever happened there, he's really jaded and like works on toy airplanes now. Um, and that's like all he does. He just sits in his room, works on toy airplanes. Totally traumatized. Totally traumatized. Doesn't talk. And the next scene, uh, Tommy is like gonna light a dog on fire (laughs) just because he wants to. Like he ties him up in this rucksack and like ties the. It's Ashton Kutcher's dog. Oh, it is. That's right. Because he's because he kissed his sister. Yeah. Right. Which is, I think, the appropriate. The appropriate response. response. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times how many dogs died. You killed like ten dogs, probably. Yeah. No dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. In the making of Gabe's life. Uh, Tommy, like, 
KOs his sister with this log of wood. And oh, yeah. then they, he just lights the dog on fire, man. Crazy oh. scene. Cray cray. He ca- he freaking jacks her in the face with a log and then he does it to Ashton Kutcher too, right? Uh yeah, he like he punches him or something. He incapacitates everyone basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what a messed up kid. Messed up. So we skip forward again and Evan is moving away at this point. We get that classic out of the window shot on Kaylee who is running towards the van because she didn't get to say goodbye to Evan. Oh right. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. He's crying. Yep. Yeah, he's crying. But you gotta he, get away, man. He writes a note. I'll come back for you. Yeah, and puts it in the window. Yeah, that's true. Very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. What a nice kid. Present day. So we skip forward seven years now. Evan is in college. He's a full grown Ashton Kutcher at this point, <laughs> and he hasn't had a blackout in seven years. He's, which he's is doing great. well. Yeah, doing well. Hasn't had any memory problems. Hasn't thought about you know the doggy barbecue that they had. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know his life is normal now. And he like, you know, he's doing the normal college things. He's hooking up with this girl. She comes back to his college dorm and she like, is just looking under his bed. What a freaking weirdo. I mean, you didn't do that, man. I didn't know. I didn't look under anybody's beds. (laughs) I don't want to know he's under there. You know, like looking in someone's medicine cabinet when you use their bathroom. Do you Uh, do that? Yeah, dude, everywhere. You look in my medicine cabinet? (laughs) No, dude. No, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing in there. Is she, is she being like flirty? Like, I'm just going to look at your stuff. I would say so, but he like they walk in, they sit down on his bed, and then he goes to his mini fridge to grab beers, and she instantly gets on the floor and goes under his bed. <laughs> maybe like, she I'm saw. I'm gonna see what's under here. Maybe she saw his journal poking out of the. No, uh, no, no. Okay, <laughs> it's weird. I'm telling you. Whatever. So she starts reading his journal. She starts reading his journal, um, and then Evan is reading along with her. So all of the words on this page start going fuzzy and he starts having like these crazy flashbacks like we've been talking about and he's shot back to the memory of the day the dog was burned to death. Yes. Um, and Tommy's mad because Evan likes his sister. Like we talked about that before but this time he says it. He's like, I'm just mad because you know you hit on my sister and she's my sister and you're trying to take her away from me. It's just terrible motivation. What a bad villain. Yeah. Well, he's just obviously, again, he's mentally... Something's wrong. Something's off there. Everyone's messed up in this movie, man. But but these flashbacks, he realizes now as an adult when he reads his journal, mm-hmm. it allows him to access the memory that he journaled about because he would he would journal about these things as we we might have said because he would black out and be in a situation and not know what happened. Yeah. So he would have to ask questions of people, making them recall really painful memories, and they would always like get frustrated and not answer him. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know what happened. He just knows his dog got burned to a crisp. Yeah. But he doesn't know how he got there. He just knows bits and pieces. And then yeah. every time he remembers, he kind of recalls a little bit of a new thing that gives him a little bit of a trail to Some go more on. more context. So he, yeah. when he, so he realizes in this moment, they read it innocently, and then the room starts shaking, and the words are all weird, and it takes him back to that moment. And so mm-hmm. when he comes back, he realizes, I can access my memories by reading my journals. Yeah. He's a superhero. Basically. Yeah. I would love to see a superhero movie where somebody could go back and change time. Yeah. That'd be kind of boring, though. If they could use it the right way, they could just fix every problem, right? But they I would mean, make new um, problems. Well, they would. There's yeah. a great movie called About Time, which oh. is just about that. And it's an amazing movie. He's yeah. not a superhero, but it's... Is it just this movie again? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like a really bad... This, this is like a It's a Wonderful Life ripoff. This movie yeah. is crap. About Time is amazing. What if we watch this every Christmas? <laughs> so it's a wonderful life. It's the same concept. We haven't gotten there yet, but he realizes that he can alter his memories. Uh-huh. 
by going back into them and changing something. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back from blacking out, his life, that like halfway into the movie, you learn this. Mm-hmm. So he does it. Well, I mean, I'll let you get there, but he wakes up from accessing a memory and his whole world is different. Yeah. So that's, that's, and you're like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's what's, the, that's what the movie's about. Gotta establish it early on. Yeah. Um, Evan stops in on Lenny present day. He's still making his plans and he asks him about the doggy barbecue and he says like, you know, what happened that day? And Lenny gets very mad and like pushes him against the wall and says like, I don't remember. He, he like quotes Tommy. He, he quotes uh, this horrible thing that Tommy said to him. It's like, I'll slit your mother's throat yeah. in your sleep if you say anything or yeah. something. Because in the, in the memory, we realize that this, this cute chubby neighbor friend of theirs, Lenny, mm-hmm. uh, tries to like... He thinks about stopping. Well, we haven't talked about what actually happens at the mailbox. No, not yet. Okay, I'll, I'll save that. <laughs> save those thoughts. Evan reads another journal entry about the mailbox day so we can go back. Um, and then that's when we learn what happened to the mailbox. So this woman and her baby were walking towards oh. the front door. And all of a sudden, she's like, no, never mind. Let's go get the mail. I forgot. And she <laughs> walks back. And then uh, obviously, she gets blown up. And so does her baby. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't intense. show it. No. Thank God. It wouldn't be PG-13 to show a baby getting blown up. No. But it was so shocking. I think this is R, actually. This is uh, R. It, It's definitely R. Yeah, this is R. It was so shocking. And that's when we realize, okay, that's why Lenny is being dragged through the woods. Because he basically just like freezes up. Passes out, And like, yeah. can't handle it. But he thinks about running across the street to save this woman. Mm-hmm. And that's when... <laughs> The evil brother is like, you do that, I'll slit your mom's throat. Like a weird threat like that. Mm-hmm. And oh, right. Lenny. So we, when, all, we, we all had a Tommy. When Ashton know? asks Lenny about it as an adult, he reverts back to a kid and, qu- and quotes that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's a scene that I thought was pretty innocuous at first, but he goes on a date with his mom. A very awkward date. I don't know. That woman is just not good in this movie. She's bad. <laughs> She's I, very bad. I wrote, she is just the actors in this movie. Not so great. No. She is not good. Pretty much nobody in this movie is good. Except yeah. for maybe Amy Smart. Maybe sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ashton doesn't bother me. Amy Smart doesn't bother me. Yeah. But the other people are really mm-hmm. pretty pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, his mom basically just tells him, your dad had the same problems at your age. He could remember things. He could do strange things. And he goes to get his palm read. His mom is like, let's just do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> there just happens to be a psychic yeah. outside of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and she reads his palm and she says, you have no lifeline. Oh. You have no soul. It was never meant to be. You were never supposed to be born. Yeah. And his mom. Freaks out. That bothers her. Because she had two miscarriages, right? Yes. Yeah. So she leaves. Ashton takes back the 20 that he gave the psychic and says something to her. He's like. Thanks a lot for nothing. And then they, he goes and talks to his mom. He's like, Mom, they're just, that's just what they do. They just yeah. say that crap. But what are you expecting when you go to a psychic, you know? like Yeah. There's a psychic uh, right around the corner from our apartment. Have you gone? No. Oh, but I, uh, she ha- I don't know how she exists. She has this little like <laughs> hole yeah. in, next to shops. It's like... A literal hole? It's... it's <laughs> it's not literally a hole in the ground. You, yeah. you jump down in the hole and you get your She's actually in. a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's a door. You the door is always open. Mm-hmm. And it I'm trying to describe it to you. It's like a closet mm-hmm. on Queens Boulevard. Yeah. Like it's no it's tiny. And she sits in there all day 
with her little white dog and talks on the phone all day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how she pays to have this space. She yeah. must have people go see her. I'm sure. And like when we get home late at night, we're walking home, she's in there and it's all like black light, like red lights and stuff. And she's just chatting away on the phone. I've mm -hmm. never seen anybody in there with her. One, one question. Is it Miss Cleo? Back from the dead? Did <laughs> is she, she die? Dead? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, not, maybe it dude. is Miss Cleo. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, Googling Miss Cleo right um, now. No, please don't be dead. Um, died? No! <laughs> died July 26th, 2016. There is no good in the world. Moment of silence for Miss Cleo. Okay, that's it. That's all she gets. <laughs> all right, so Evan goes to visit Kaylee present day. So he's just checking in on everyone to get more pieces of these stories. He asks her how uh, about the movie they made when they were kids, uh, and she shuts him down. So I guess some context. She's working at a diner now. Yeah. Uh, she's just you know minimum wage, trying to survive in their home yeah. city. Not doing great, but not doing terrible. Just yeah, just there. Uh, and so yeah, she, he asked her about the movie they made as kids, and she just basically gets really mad at him and shuts him down. Is that why you came here to yeah. just bring this up and? whatever she was pretty bad in that scene because she you know how people when they try to cry they get really squinty eyed and she's mm. just ah, you, you die, you die. <laughs> and they don't actually cry it's yeah just, it's yeah, like right. nobody really talks like that when they're upset you're either uh, gonna cry or you don't that's true she she gets more mad but she does get you can tell she's she's upset she's phoning it in so after that um evan gets home and tommy calls and he says that kaylee killed herself that night uh, again, a gross overreaction. Out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, another shock value thing this movie does. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you made her think of this one memory mm -hmm. that, and, and now she killed her. She hung herself. Something terrible, See, dude. It's got to be the impetus, though. Evan has to have a reason to change things. He still loves Kaylee, man. Yeah, he still loves her. I know, but that you're. It couldn't it have been something else. Couldn't she have like tried to kill herself or get? No, because then she would still be alive and there's nothing to change. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Such a it's just bad. Such a bad right. Got got a writing. Bad, such, bad, such a bad right. Such a bad right. <laughs> such a bad right. Such a bad writing. So um Evan goes to her funeral when everyone's gone. He leaves a note that says, I'll come back for you in her grave. He drops it. That in. actually got me a little bit. Got me. Oh, come a little on. Little moving. I mean it was moving, but she's dead. Yeah. But, but he gonna, has special powers. Back. You're right. He's yeah. gonna try and fix it. He's not a normal human. So Evan goes back uh, to the home movie time to right the wrongs. So he goes back to his hotel room. He's like, not hotel room, his uh, dorm room. Dorm He's room. Like, I'm going to fix things. Yes. Pulls out his journal, goes to that entry, reads it, goes back in time, and then so he's in that moment now. So he's back getting filmed by the dad. He's in the memory. And this is the first time we see him alter mm -hmm. something. I yes. Think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time he actually makes a change. Yeah. He's gone back to look before, but now he's actually doing something. And this was a cool scene. Yeah. Like the kid the, the kid actor is not very good. The but... one cool scene in the movie, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Um I just think it's funny that his favorite word okay, so here's some language. I know, I know, uh, I know. Warning, you don't have to say it. You can just say earmuff. Say the letter. No, I gotta say it. Okay. There's, you gotta have the punch. But his favorite word is fuck bag. And it's funny just coming from an eight-year-old. Like the way uh, he says it is just so strange. And he says it several times. It's like he's scared to say it. Yeah. Every time he sees this guy, he calls him an F bag. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like every time he goes back in time. Right. Because he goes back in time to this guy. Like three times. Yeah. To, yeah. Two, 
two more times, I think. Yeah, three times total. And he every time he's like, "Hey, remember me, F bag? Hey, F bag?" And you're like, <laughs> and, what? "And the guy's like, the guy's like, don't, don't, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> you talk to me like that. I want to tell your mother you've been a nasty boy. Yeah, a and, nasty boy. But then the kid is like really intimidating, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'll call CPS. I'll do this. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Just so trying whatever. to make Kaylee's life better. So in this moment, he he calls the dad out, and he says, "Doing this." makes your daughter end up killing herself so you should stop and it makes your son end up being a total psycho who wants to kill dogs and inflict pain on people you're mm-hmm. you're the problem here mm-hmm. so he calls the guy out and the guy's like stunned and like uh, uh yeah and then the important thing about the scene though is that he does say don't mess with kaylee but he says your kid's so bad you should discipline him harder yes you should in place dis- of kaylee yes yeah. yes which is important later so we're in current day. Kaylee and Evan are dating. He like wakes up in bed and she's just next to him. Like and, she wakes up. And, and a different life. Different life. Colorful. Very colorful. He's wearing like a, house. a yellow you know, track jacket. Yeah, he's preppy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like walking through the hallways with blood coming down his nose and all these girls, like a sorority house, they're all just like in their underwear, obviously, because yeah. girls just walk around the hallways in their underwear and sororities. Like, yeah, totally. And uh, he's, they're just like staring at him like they're seeing like a, a person, like a caveman from the ice. Like if we saw a caveman, we're like, oh, <laughs> what what in the world is happening? Oh, like, do you think Huge they were, eyes. You thought they were like thrown off by it? Yeah. They were looking at him. They're like, uh, oh. Oh, see, to me, it was so dumb because... First of all, you, he wakes up with Amy Smart in bed mm-hmm. from this memory. They're, they've just made love or whatever, and it's a new life. He's in a, he's in a frat. She's in a sorority. She's doing way better. Anyway, he gets up, and he's like, I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. That's why he's walking down the hall yeah. in a towel with, with a nosebleed because mm-hmm. he just came back from this memory. But I thought the women were like overly comfortable. I thought it was so stupid. They all stopped and looked at they, him. They were just like walking by him like, hey, like yeah. smiling. But they weren't like, ooh, Google eyes. They were, <laughs> I, I was like, why are you so comfortable with this guy? He's yeah. a naked guy walking through your sorority house. And then he goes to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, true. This girl gets out of the shower. There's and... a girl in there showering. Yeah. And she gets out and you see her full frontal. Yeah. One an- surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It was like a cool '90s movie yeah. geared toward the MTV crowd, so you yeah. have to show boobs in so it. So it was 2004. Oh, sorry, 2004. <laughs> yeah, we're done with the '90s. You're right. Sorry, sorry. But uh, and she's just like, oh hey, and and he he he's like, I'm so sorry. And then mm-hmm. it turns out he knows her, but he doesn't know that, right? Because he just woke up in the, in this life. Yeah. She's like, why are you acting so weird? Whatever. <laughs> and then she leaves the room, and you're. It's just yeah. Multiple things have changed because his room roommate Thumper, who we uh, mentioned earlier, is is Evan Supley. That's his name, right? Yeah, uh, e- Ethan, Ethan Supley. Ethan. Uh, this big goth guy. So um, Evan is now a prep. Thumper's this goth guy, but he's still going to the same college. It's like this movie makes so many concessions. It's like it we'll really change does. so many things about this person's life, but it's never going to affect anybody else's yeah. life. Thumper so, was still a goth guy. Yeah, originally. Yeah. So everybody else's life is still on the same track. That doesn't make sense at all to me. But whatever. He doesn't recognize him anymore. His professors don't recognize him. Tommy comes back from uh, jail, I think, at this point. So he's a really messed up guy at this point. He's still on the same track that he was when he was younger. He trashes Evan's car. He assaults Evan, but Evan ends up killing him. Yeah. Intense scene. They have a fight. And, yeah. yeah. And then Kaylee's like screaming at Evan, like, don't do it. Like, yeah. don't hurt him. She's freaking out. Mm-hmm. So Evan goes to jail. 
at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the Brotherhood are just out for him. You know, it's he's, like this, he's fresh meat, man. He's fresh meat, and <laughs> the leader of the Brotherhood just said the weirdest line <laughs> I've ever heard in a movie. Oh, what was it? Language again. So skip over it or whatever. But he says, "Your shit on my dick." Oh yeah. Or your blood on my nut. <laughs> he whispers that in his ear. Yes. So I guess he's trying to be menacing, but it's like, what? What does that mean? Uh, Why? Are you um, gonna, well, it's like a threat yeah. of rape. Yeah, which happens later. Yes. So, <laughs> um, and you know, two men. The mm-hmm. only way that can happen is anally. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, that I guess, but still, it's a very gross, odd line. Yeah. It's like, ugh. It's very well, strange. Ugh. But I don't know how they talk in prison. Maybe hey. everyone says that. Maybe that's a greeting in prison. <laughs> Yeah. You, know? yeah, you come in and that's what they say. To Let's you. use it from now on with each other. Yeah, every time we <laughs> see each other in public, out out loud. So yeah, he he's raped by the Brotherhood. Basically, there's a strong muscle man, this kind of geeky, short, not geeky. He's crazy, but this yeah. small guy who controls him, and you know whatever. But uh, this is like a 15 minute scene that we're kind of skipping over, really, because there's not a whole lot of stuff that important that happens. He just gets kind of messed up in here, but. He gets out by convincing his cellmate who believes in God to like... Yes. So he... <laughs> also, I've, uh, I have issues with his cellmate. Yeah. His cellmate's like this big Hispanic guy, stereotypical jailed Hispanic dude that like loves Jesus, has rosaries and all that yes. stuff. And so to get him to like help him, because he doesn't want to stand out of the Brotherhood in jail because they're the most difficult people to deal with in the jail... He goes back in time to the moment when he was drawing the pictures, which makes sense now. So earlier we said he was killing a Nazi in his picture. So he just drew himself killing a Nazi so he could show it to his teacher and like get in trouble or something. I don't really know what he was doing. Yeah. But he gets up and just shoves his hands on top of like, you know how in a restaurant you like put the tickets on these yeah, like what, what's spikes? that called? Um, I don't even know what they're called. It's just called. like a little... Recipe spikes. No, yeah, like a little... Ticket spikes. Yeah, ticket spike thing and he... Yeah. he yeah, he spikes his hands. Spikes his hands so he, he like comes back to normal day and now he has scars on his hands like stigmata. To prove that he can... Alter time. Do things. And so the guy's like, oh, Jesus Cristo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to say... Yeah. I, I really like... Okay, the actor that plays his cellmate mm-hmm. is... He works all the time. His name is Kevin Durand. Mm-hmm. He is not, not Kevin Durant. Correct with a D. <laughs> he is not Hispanic. He's, oh, he's not. No, he's Whoa. he's Canadian. Really? Yes. So you would again, listener, you would know his face. He was a huge character in Lost. Uh, Martin Martin Kimi towards the end of the show. Uh, he was in Legion. He played one of the angels. Um, I forgot. I think like I don't know if it was. Yeah, he was Gabriel, mm-hmm. which I didn't see them. I, I would love to watch that movie and I'm yeah. sure it's terrible. He was in X-Men Origins. He was in 310 to Yuma. You mm-hmm. Smoking Aces. He's a, a crazy character in that movie. He is not Hispanic. That's crazy <laughs> to me because he looks like it. They do, mate. Sure. But why didn't they just cast a... a, a uh, I don't know. Why'd they do that? Whitewashing Hollywood, man. I get I mean, I'm not, I'm not offended. I, who cares? Yeah. But it, it was just funny. I was like, what is that guy doing? With yeah. a, he had like his little cholo yeah. like uh, beard and <laughs> he's like, always wearing a beanie. Yeah. Oh, they was... must have spray tanned him or something. I don't know because he was dark. Oh, hey, I'm sure maybe he can get a tan, but I'm just maybe. saying that dude is 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 Canadian. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's uh, another wrinkle to this movie, obviously. Yeah, but this was before I think this is like earlier in his career where he wasn't as noticeable. Yeah, no one know, knew who he was, and so mm-hmm. yeah. 
Uh, but basically how he gets out, like we said, he convinces him that he can go back in time and he, you know, this guy thinks that it's a sign from God. So their plan is to break into the Brotherhood guy's cell and then Evan pretends like he's going to uh, commit fellatio <laughs> on these two men in the jail. Uh, join join their gang. Join their gang. And, and to do that, that's one of the initiation things. But yeah. he stabs the guy in the testicles <laughs> with some sort of makeshift knife and oh. then stabs him in the stomach. And yep. then the other guy comes in and beats up the bigger guy. So they're alone in the cell. And the reason this is important is because they have his journals. Yeah. They tore pieces out of his journals. Yeah, they stole them from him. So he has his journals and he's like reading through them, trying to go back in his memories while the guy holds the cell shut while the other inmates come in, try to get them out. Yeah. So he's successful. It's pretty an intense scene because all these guys are screaming and he's trying to concentrate because he has to think about where he's going. Yeah. And the guy's like, I can't hold him much There's longer. There's no way he could have held that. Yeah, that, no. He was pretty jacked, but you have 10 dudes no. pulling on a cell. Yeah, no right, way. right, right. But he goes back to the doggy barbecue and tells Lenny to cut the doggy bag open. Uh, and then, so he like gives him the shard of metal. And it's yeah. like, just cut open the bag. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah, he's like, cut the rope. Cut the I don't rope. Know why he says yeah. cut the rope. I guess he's tied with some rope. Yeah. But he gives him a really sharp piece of metal. And Lenny is like also kind of like dumb as a yeah. kid. And he just kind of looks at it. He's like, what is what? this? What? Is this metal? Yeah. So and then he's like, trust me, let's go, e- Ethan, <laughs> yeah. or uh, not Ethan, Evan. Evan. And they run over, because he knows the bad brother's going to kill the dog, so they go to confront him, mm-hmm. and then... And then, uh, so he's talking to him, he's on the ground, and Tommy's facing Evan, so they're looking at each other, and then Lenny just comes up behind Tommy and shanks him in the back. Yes. With a piece of metal. With a piece of metal. And murders him. All the way through his body. Stabbed his little teenage heart. Really, really rough. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, Evan's on the ground like, Tommy, don't, you know, let, I will make it up to you. Just don't hurt my dog, please. I, I'm sorry for doing this with your sister. And Tommy's like conceding. He puts the torch down. Mm-hmm. He's not going to kill the dog. Yeah. And you're like, oh, great. It's a change of heart. And, and I think he's like, Lenny, cut the, like, do it. Yeah. Or something. And Lenny just like a big lumbering idiot walks up <laughs> behind and stabs the kid in the in the freaking uh traps. I want to see goes through his heart. I want to see this entire movie from Lenny's point of view. <laughs> like just standing there and like you hear those muffled voices and he's like, "What am I going to eat for dinner?" <laughs> That's probably what. And then he hears cut the rope and he's like, "Stab the kid?" <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's butterfly effect 4. <laughs> there are two others. There are two others. That's so. true. Lenny's Lenny's uh by Len- all reports worse than this one. <laughs> so this is where the movie really starts to fall apart. There are so many flashbacks, yeah. so many condensed We're memories. We're skipping over them, right? I'm just going to go through them quickly. <laughs> okay. We don't have to say anything, but I just want to give people the rest of the movie and then we can talk about it. At the Great. End. Evan goes back to meet his dad. He explains how the world works for him. He's like, you can go back in time. You can fix things. He didn't already know all this for some reason. He had to talk to his dad. Dumb. Yeah. Uh, Evan wants everything to be perfect. He says, I'm going to make everything perfect. I'm going to show you. And his dad's like, that's not how it works. And he starts laughing. So he goes back to another time. He goes back to see Kaylee. And now she's a prostitute. So this is the world where Lenny stabs Tommy and Tommy dies. And Kaylee gets really messed up. And she has a messed up face. because Big scar. She's got a big scar from getting hit in the face. He tries to connect with her, but she doesn't really want to. Um, and then she, it, they're in this diner and they're talking. And she like says everything she's like you want to go back in time and 
and fix Tommy and like make me better. But she gives him the exact situations that Evan was in. Was like, what are you, some sort of medium? Yeah. Why do you know exactly what he would need to fix? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Dumb. Bad. Evan goes back to the mailbox memory and decides to uh, warn the woman and her baby. Yes. <laughs> so he goes and he gets blown up instead. And Tommy ends up saving, quote unquote, the the mom and the baby by tackling them, basically. Yeah. But Evan yeah. takes the brunt of that and gets blown up. Right. He wakes up in present day. Uh, he, Lenny is his roommate now. And he's dating Kaylee. Yes. But there's he, one thing that's wrong. Yes. <laughs> he has no arms or legs. You, you think it's all great. And uh-huh. uh, his his roommate is making love with someone mm-hmm. in the morning, which like, does that happen in college? Like your roommate just time, has dude. sex with someone All next to you, I, yeah. I guess. At state schools, man. Sure, dude. <laughs> I mean, I went to one and that didn't happen to me. Uh, Thankfully. You went to Oklahoma State, though. That's different. I guess. You can't even have alcohol in Oklahoma. That's it's like, true. It's like water. Um, yeah, it is like water. But yeah, his roommate is, is uh, making love. And so it's just like a close up on Ashton and he like wakes up and like stretches his arms and and then the camera like pulls back yeah. and he's got nubs yeah he's like, little, he's like what is this <laughs> pretty good for uh, 2004 it looked real it looked real yeah. but he's ripped he's still ripped he still looks like ashton kutcher it's like <laughs> no person with no arms or legs for seven I mean, years is gonna look that ashton way ashton kutcher isn't ripped he he's had a, a tall six pack well, yeah, but he's a tall, skinny guy. Ripped means like his arms and his shoulders eh, are big. No person that is a quadriplegic, essentially, is going to look like that. Well, you never know, man. All right? <laughs> okay. They're doing those body weight exercises. Yeah. All right. Sure. So- Matt apologizes to the uh, fitness community of quadriplegics. <laughs> I guess they do have the, the quad Olympics and stuff. There so you go. Is. But yeah, he has yeah. no arms or legs. Yeah. So he obviously messed up like his life. And yes. sacrifice of his friends. Everyone else's life is perfect. Yeah, because Tommy's a good Christian kid now. He's, He's like an amazing service-oriented guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so he <laughs> there's this hilarious scene where he's talking to Kaylee, <laughs> and he has these um, these, these false arms. <laughs> his arms on, are right? so bad. And she hands him a granola bar. She's like, <laughs> she's just like, "Are you hungry?" And he's like, yeah. And he like tries to grab it, but he crushes it. And it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so depressing. But the way they film it, it's hilarious. Yeah, they zoom it, in on the it, tan. It, 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 the camera just cuts to a bird's eye view of his, his forearm, his uh-huh. fake forearm and his fake hand. <laughs> and she puts the granola in it and his hand just closes on it. And it breaks and falls to the ground. And it's just the saddest scene in oh, the entire and movie. And it's supposed to be like you dramatic. Know, dramatic. And I was just cracking up. I couldn't control mm-hmm. myself so the the conflict here is that everyone's life is perfect but evans and now he's like well my life isn't perfect so now i gotta fix that i gotta kill myself so he tries to drown himself but uh tommy being the good kid that he is now comes in and saves his life and yeah says, buddy you can't can't do this man that was a good scene yeah it was good acting mm-hmm. he tommy comes in and like holds him and kisses him on the head yeah, and, and evan cries real sweet mm-hmm. so he gets him out of the bath and saves him mm-hmm. yeah so he at this point has Lenny go through his journals and like open them for him and he's like he's like a real jerk at this point. Like Lenny's so nice and Lenny's like giving him his journal, he's like, I need you to be quiet so I can oh, yeah. read my freaking journal and yeah. ruin your life to make my life better again. <laughs> yeah. Um so he goes back again um to right his wrongs, but I think he he ends up blowing up Kaylee by accident, right? <laughs> Isn't that one of the things that happens? Uh, uh, is this the mailbox again? This is the mailbox again, I think. Oh my god! And so this time, I think she gets blown up. 
but I, Somehow... I, don't, I don't remember man i started to like there's so many things happening at the end here yeah she she gets killed i think yeah she dies at some so, point so that attempt uh sucked yeah we're getting into like groundhog day territory here <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly oh okay. he goes back like four or yeah, five times he does to do it all a these lot. things and that's why this movie again is one reason it's so draining is you're just like yeah wrap it up the Stop last 20 minutes are like oh just over and end over it. and over again in this life he doesn't have any journals now so he accidentally killed her but he, he doesn't have journals now because like he he doesn't have these memories anymore i guess so he wasn't ever asked to keep the journals um the doctor says that he made all this up and his dad had the same problems so you're like no what's gonna happen nobody oh, believes no. him but then yeah, we learned that his dad had a photo album, which we saw earlier. Like They kind of teased it for a second. And he has all these pictures, and that was his way of going back in time. He didn't have a journal, had pictures of, of the moments. Right. Um, and so we are basically where we started the movie now. So Ashton Kutcher runs up this hallway like <laughs> James Bond on crack and it, style. It cuts back <laughs> to the opening scene, and you see they, they show you like 30 seconds before the opening scene mm -hmm. and it's him in like a psych ward of a hospital mm -hmm. and he like tiptoe runs yeah. down the hallway it's so funny yeah he sprints but he's like fred flintstone bolt, like bowling <laughs> yeah. like like hunched over like a sasquatch like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um he he pulls open like he like what is, he, oh he starts a family movie like uh like yeah yeah he has like a projector that he like yes looks at all the pictures that his dad had and he, he shuts the door and puts the couch up against it and runs and hides under this desk and he writes a note mm -hmm. and says if you're reading this i'm it worked or something yeah and i'm dead yeah I don't remember. It's so stupid. But it's going to change anyway, so who cares? Right. Yeah, like, right. If you're that, successful. That, that's then... one of the plot holes. Yeah. So, okay. So, he, uh, so I'm going to need you to believe, like, for a second, pretend like you have never seen the end of this movie, and I want to get your genuine reaction to what happens at the end here. Okay. So, he goes back in time all the way to when he was in his mother's womb. So, she's had two miscarriages before, right? This is her third baby. She's excited, but he chokes himself out with his umbilical cord in the womb in the womb as a baby because this is going to make everyone's life better if he just didn't exist at all <laughs> totally totally he's just going to sacrifice himself dude maybe that was the whole christ reborn uh exactly thing. yeah uh, yeah so, so sure like, yeah and uh that, that's the end i <laughs> i like didn't know what to do yeah. at the end of this movie i mean it I was, was so glad so, it was over. It was so poorly done. But I was just like, what? Yeah. That is your solution? Uh-huh. And, and you're trying to make us think that this is some cool, dramatic, self-sacrificial, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go back to the womb and kill myself. Mm -hmm. And and also, it, it's really, it's like ethically like tacky, too. It's like yeah. he's in, the, it shows you a baby in a womb, uh-huh, like, with with enough brain power to know I can choke myself with yeah. my own umbilical cord because right. he grabs it and wraps it around. Yeah, the like neck. twitching around and 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 also you hear the psychic going, "He had you have no lifeline. Yeah. You were never <laughs> meant, meant to, to be exist. born. You were never meant to exist." Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah, but like many things in this movie, I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I think it's kind of cool, honestly, because if you think about the miscarriages that the mom had. Did they have the same thing and they killed themselves? Was there another timeline? Yeah, maybe. And, and that's kind of cool to think about, but it's just executed so very poorly. Poorly. Gabe, what are your final thoughts on Butterfly Effect? 
Matt, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's trying hard to be dramatic and interesting, but it just comes off as stupid and overindulgent. It takes way too much time. It, it relies heavily on shock value. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it gets really, really old. Why does Ashton Kutcher have such a bad life? Why is that? <laughs> some of us are just uh, you know cursed with bad lives. I guess so, but like, good gosh, why does all this fall on him? He, he it's just, it's just bad. Yeah, it, it's not a good movie. They rely on shock value to try and make it popular. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it was popular. Because as a kid, you were like, this mom and baby got blown up in a mailbox, and it's crazy. <laughs> you know, um, that's it, enough to sell a ticket right there. Yeah. Well, it probably was back then. They were like, you got to see this crazy movie, dude. <laughs> Butterfly effect. It's nuts. If anything, it's just really bothersome how much back and forth we have to experience because we just, this is bad, but we don't care that much because it's such a badly made film that you're just, you're just like tired of it. Um, mm-hmm. Add that up with poor performances. It's, and one of the dumbest endings I've seen in a long time. And you have a really crappy movie mm. this movie sucks don't don't watch it so watch it right no okay don't burn watch it. it if okay, you have a burn copy it. burn it <laughs> i'm sure lots of people have copies of butterfly effect vhs copy oh man we we're on dvds uh, it's DVD. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah uh so i agree it's a it's a novel idea i think there's some really cool ideas i can see why the script would have been read a lot but not produced because i'm sure a lot of people saw Oh, that's a weird plot hole. Uh, that's a weird thing that happens there. Uh, that's a dumb thing that happens. So I think if somebody more talented, like, I don't know, I'm struggling to think of a name right now for a screenwriter that would be good for this, but um, like Kaufman or something, Charlie Kaufman, it wouldn't yeah. be this kind of movie. It would Tom, be a much, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a much different kind of movie, but I think it would be more successful. It's just so convoluted after the midpoint. We have so many flashbacks so many memories are condensed, and then we have to believe that Evan changing the course of his life doesn't ripple effect in the world and change anybody else's life in any way. Just right. the people directly connected to him. Even though the, the film opens with that quote about the butterfly effect yeah. that says, it is surmised that if a butterfly flaps its wings in you know China, uh-huh. that the effects will be felt around the world or whatever. That there's going to be a tsunami in America or yeah. something. Like, it was whatever it says. So uh-huh. it's like... If, if we're to believe that that's the inspiration for this movie, then everyone's life would have been changed and you would have had to have a hundred characters in this movie and it would have been impossible to make, so don't make this movie. Yes. Um, but I, I think that most movies that we've seen so far aren't ruined by acting. I think that most people do a serviceable job acting yeah. to even a good job. In this movie, I think that most people are bad. Yes. I think that these are some terrible performances. I mean, the content isn't great, but you got to sell it. Specifically the mother. Sorry, woman. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's just boring cinematography. It's basic framing. There's nothing cool happening. I think they could have done some very interesting things with this type of movie, but there's nothing inventive. Um, they're just standard shots. You know, it's just, it's normal. Um, and the sound was terrible, like we mentioned earlier. I don't know if that was because it's my TV or the copy that I have, but it just was not good. Um, if you're an edgy teen, go ahead and give it a watch. I liked it when I was 15. So I'm sure there's something that connects with, you know, edgy teens, which I definitely was. Yeah. So uh, at this point in my life, I would say don't watch it. It's kind of a waste of time. It sucks. Two thumbs down from Rewind Cinema. Uh, So, Gabe. Matt. 
that's the end of our first movie, January 2004. Congratulations. Butterfly Effect. Congrats. We got through it. We're doing the dang thing. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our new game show. Yes. World Renowned. World Renowned. People are playing it across the world. Uh, America's favorite game show. Besides the gong show. Yeah. We're going to play the Metascore game. Yes. Okay, to set this game up, weekly, Gabe and I are going to think of three movies. We're going to look at the meta scores for these movies. For one of the movies, we're going to pick a wrong score, but it has to be more or less than a 10 point differential from the normal score. So, say you had, I don't know, Planet of the Apes, this 1970 version or whatever. Uh -huh. Say it's an 80 on meta score. You would have to do... <laughs> That's shooting pretty high, but yeah. <laughs> you would have to do 70 or below or 90 or above. Okay, so it can be more than the 10-point differential. Yeah, it can be more. Okay. It just has to be at least 10-point differential. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, good. So this, we're going to have a minute to think about, you know, our reasoning behind this, but we'll think about all three movies and say, well, that's maybe too high or too low or whatever. And then at the end, I think we haven't really set up the scoring yet, but I think we, to make it exciting... I think if we get it right, we get 100 points. <laughs> we okay. get it wrong, we lose 50 points. Is there any way that you can win if that's the case? Like, that's a lot yeah. of, that's a pretty big loss. You just can't get anything wrong. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how it works out mathematically, but yeah. yeah I'm, okay. I don't know. I just want to be excited. I got to have a lot of points, man. Yeah, you're right. I guess if you, you know, if you, if you get it right, you're going to get 100 points. That's so why people you, like it in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have great offenses, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So okay. if you don't, you're penalized. All right, I'm, I'm good with that. You're good with that? Who wants to go first to kick off the Metascore game? Um, uh, whatever. I'm. How about I deliver my three movies to you first? You get to guess first. Okay, that this, works. This time, and I'm just going to make sure I note this so we don't forget. Sounds good. And we're going to have 60 seconds, like I said, so whenever you're ready, you just read me the titles, and I will start the clock. And I... But I read you the scores, too. Yeah. Yeah. Scores. So, uh, again, get out that patented uh, Rewind Cinema <laughs> timer that we had made for the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. And Special from Apple. Here we go. So you, you're going to time after I read it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? Actually, I have a theme. Oh. The theme is um, Breakfast. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Breakfast Club. 62. Breakfast at Tiffany's, 87. And Waitress, which is really a lot about pie, but yeah. they, they eat breakfast in that movie, 75. Okay. Can you read the scores one more time for yes. me? Yes. Breakfast Club, 62. 62. Breakfast at Tiffany's, 87. 87. Waitress, 75. Okay. So Breakfast at Tiffany's is often regarded as like one of the better Audrey Hepburn films. Yeah, it's classic. And I think most of her stuff is rated pretty high, I want to say. I feel like Breakfast Club might be kind of low for like where it was in like pop culture and how people regarded it. But then again, this is like 
these are movie reviewers. So maybe they view it differently than the public. True. And then Waitress. What was the score for Waitress 75. again? 75. 75. I think that's a little too high for a Waitress. I don't know if there was enough critical acclaim around a Waitress. So that sounds that sounds high. But it's so scary because I could pick the wrong one. It's a hard game. <laughs> it's very it's hard. harder than we thought it was going to be. Um. Oh, man. It's, this is hard, too, because these are all high scores. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. They're all kind of grouped. Mm-hmm. Okay. I... I'm going to say that the wrong score is Waitress. Wrong. No! <laughs> what was it? I was happy when I saw Waitress because I was like, 75 is high. That's pretty high. high. I mean, it's a good movie. I love yeah. that movie. It's really For really, Metascore. I know, but for Metascore, that's like yeah. super high. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's <sighs> was still really high. Yeah. I, I thought you would smell how high I rated it. Yeah. Uh, it's a 76. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, that's more in the ballpark. I, I was trying to be sneaky cause I, I thought you would think that like, well, that's really high, but it could happen cause it's such a famous movie yeah. and everyone likes it. Although I've actually never seen that movie. I right, man. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> We're bad film but nerds. Y- you can see this game is not as easy as we, it's uh, not as easy as we thought it would be. Okay. Are you ready for me to give you your movies, Gabriel, and your scores? I am ready. All right. Don't look at your computer. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm noting that I oh. gave you. So I have negative 50 points right now. <laughs> um, yes. Let me just write that down. Okay. Okay. Here are your movies, Gabe. I don't have a theme in this one. That's okay. All Eyes on Me, 38 Metascore. The recent uh, the movie Tupac about movie? Tupac. Okay. 38 for All Eyes on Me. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, 82. Oh, man. Jaws. Oh, man. 86. Good Lord. <laughs> See, this is why the game's hard. What I did to you. Mm-hmm. Jaws could very well be 86, and Indiana Jones could very well be 82. Yeah. All Eyes on Me, <laughs> uh, I know it's low. <laughs> But it could very well be. Though? It could very well be lower than yeah. thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that they uh, made Tupac use Instagram in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, All Eyes on Me is probably like a hundred. Yeah, it was my favorite movie of this year. <laughs> I don't think anything could top it. How much time do I have? You have twenty seconds. Goodness. I I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bait and I'm gonna say it's all eyes on me. That's the wrong score. I bet it's lower. You were incorrect. Dang it! All right. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is a 65 on Metascore. Okay. Not an 82. Right. Yeah, 82. I mean, 82 is high. Yeah. I love that movie though. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> we're off to a great start though. Yeah, negative hey. fifty all around. We're tied at negative fifty. <laughs> oh man, I enjoy this one. I think it's good. I think it's more even. I think you kind of have to think yeah. about it. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's, I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah. So we might end up in the negative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what we, would, we would be like negative six hundred. Whoever has the, the higher negative <laughs> score wins. <Yeah. laughs> basically, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's all cool. Right. 
this was a longer episode than normal. We packed in a bunch of stuff in there. We got our iTunes uh, review giveaway thing. Yes. Just to reiterate that, leave us an iTunes review, preferably five stars. I wouldn't really like to give you money if you gave us a three-star <laughs> or two-star review. Yeah, don't send us a picture of your two-star yeah. review. <laughs> so five stars. Um, also, if you're subscribed to any listening podcasting service you use we will put an extra name in there or put one in so if you're if you don't want to make an itunes review or whatever but we would prefer that obviously uh but uh you know get on anchor call us we'll put your voice on the airwaves we will. for everyone to hear leave us a little message let us know what you thought about butterfly effect did you love that movie How, you know <laughs> what do you think did you kill someone's dog as a kid exactly. let us know yeah well maybe i don't want to criminate you but you <laughs> oh <know>. yeah <laughs> i guess the statute of limitations on killing a dog might be pretty short Who knows? yeah well i don't know though i don't want to find out so I don't, don't tell us out. uh but otherwise gabe you know, where can people find us? Yeah, hey, uh, if you need to email us, it's rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at rewindcinemapod. And uh, like Matt said, find us over there on Anchor. You can read our read our reviews on Letterboxd. Matt is a lot more active on Letterboxd than I am. I started out being strong, and now I'm kind of like, yeah, this movie <laughs> is good. I think it's pretty fun. I like Letterboxd. I do, too. I like it a lot. I need to use it more. But um, search for Rewind Cinema. And you mm -hmm. can read our reviews there. They're funny and cool and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, if you like the music you heard on today's show, you can find it at naturalanthem.net. Thank you to those guys for letting us use their excellent tunes. Of course. That's it for today. Next time, we're talking about a 2004 movie from February, Miracle. Want to hear an amazing story? Back in 1960, Coach Brooks was on the Olympic hockey team. But a week before the games, his coach cuts him and sends him home. And that team went on to win the gold medal without him. Herb Brooks had given up his dream of Olympic glory until 20 ordinary kids. Why'd you want to play hockey? Isn't it obvious for the girls? Gave him a second chance. The Soviets win. My goal is to beat them at their own game. Beat the best team in the world. Gold medalist in 64, 68, 72, 76. Name? Mark Johnson. Buzzy Schneider. Michael Ruzioni. You're missing some of the best players. I'm not looking for the best players, Craig. I'm looking for the right ones. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yes! Taking on some Russians as we are today. Yeah. It never changes. It, dude, it, Russia is always the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. As they should be. Hey. Maybe we're the bad guys. Ooh. You ever think about that? Let's make a movie about that. There have been tons of movies about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's it for us today. Join us next time. But until next time, watch more movies. Bye. Do you believe in miracles? Yes!